Let's talk about Arthur Labinjo Hughes, the six-year-old killed by his father and girlfriend. Let's also discuss the latest Omicron variant and the little we know about it. What about Barbados becoming a republic in 2021? And a whole lot more. This is Pablo from Hackney, and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today. Welcome. All you need is a plan, the roadmap, and the courage to press on to your destination. Earl Nightingale. So, it's episode 83, still here sparking debate, and we're in December, Christmas, holiday season, New Year's Eve, it's all upon us, it's all coming. I love this time of year, I love this time of year, the rest, the relaxation, Netflix, as much as you like, catching up on old box sets, movies, food, drink, all of that, love it, absolutely love it. So, we've just um, had the uh, 2nd of December's just passed, International uh, Day of the Ab- Abolition of Slavery. So that was the 2nd of December. And also, we've just had the um, Saturday was um, uh, Black Pound Day, actually, 4th of December. So once a month, um, we have Black Pound Day in the UK. So, yeah, two events, two things that have gone on. But like I said, holidays are coming, just like the Coca-Cola advert, holidays are coming. But this month has been extraordinary for me and my family because, unfortunately, COVID has reached my home for the first time throughout this whole pandemic. Um, my family um, have had to deal with it. Fortunately, uh, not everybody at home uh, has tested positive, but uh, two people have. And yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. I mean, fortunately, it's not, they haven't got um, the worst versions of it. You know, their bodies are doing a bit well, thank goodness. Um, but yeah, I, me, myself, still not tested positive. I suppose I'll have to um, wait and see how things pan out. But yes, um, yeah, it's very interesting, very interesting. So I had to really research on what to do and what not to do, because obviously things change a lot, as, as we know. Um, but I found a really useful website called um, Germ Defense website. It's, it's funded by one of, the, one of the colleges and universities in the UK, but they've got like a 10-minute um, a 10 minute, uh, not video, it's a ten, like a 10 minute read, let's say, and slides pretty much, yeah. But it really kind of helps you to know how to do it. Just general infections, to be fair. I mean, it's around COVID for sure, but a few of those things in there I would definitely use in the future, especially around winter time and colds and stuff. So one of, one of the things I didn't think of, which is quite obvious when you think about it, but when, when somebody has a cold in the house um, in the winter, say, when you know everything's kind of closed up, every, every couple of hours, it's good practice to kind of just open the windows, you know, all of the windows and let the breeze fly through the house and that kind of clears the air. And yeah, I don't think I would have done that specifically before. So just little things like that, but um, really useful things, because it's, it's hard to 
isolating a home where there's multiple people, not everybody's been infected, some have, and, and just to know the best way to deal with it um, in your home. I find that website really useful. So, yeah, definitely worth a look. But I'll definitely keep you posted on, um, on how things go through the podcast. Um, but, yeah, at the moment I, I am isolating. You know, I have to self-isolate for X amount of time. So, yeah, for 10 days, actually, in total. So, yeah. So, what else has gone on this past few days? Uh, Lewis Hamilton has won this, the um, Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Um, so, it's, it's even Stevens now. Him and, him and, um, him and his rival um, are going to... Be, well, they're even. They're even at this point. So, next week is the finale at Abu Dhabi. Um, and yeah, that's going to be a massive one, and I would definitely be watching that one. Um, team Team Hamilton all the way, Team Hamilton all the way. I just hope they drive safely because it's, you know, it's all kind of a winners takes all. You know, they might go the extra mile and and start knocking each other around on the track. So I hope it's a safe, a safe race. But it's definitely going to be exciting, even the build up to that. So yeah, I'll be watching that. So congratulations to all those who won at the Mobos. This weekend, um, Dave got the best album. I think that Dave is definitely one of one of the best artists, um, UK artists for sure. I, I love his, I love his style and his concepts and things like that. And um, and he's he's really talented as well. He plays multiple instruments. I remember the first time I heard him on the radio, and he was playing the piano and rapping. And um, yeah, this was kind of before he was known as much as he is now. But it just when I finally saw what he looked like, you know, considering I heard his voice, his name was Dave, and he was playing the piano. It just sounded all a bit odd. And I, I, to be fair, I didn't even think he was black, you know. So that, that was a shock when, when I saw he was black. But, yeah, no, he's definitely um, a great lyricist. I really love his stuff. Um, and Getz got um, Best Male. Little Sims won Best Female. Central C. Um, picked up Best Drill Act, which is a new category introduced by the Mobile this year. Obviously, drills being a big, big influence um, on the music scene and, and with young people since um, since coming from Chicago. Um, yeah, you, you know, you've got dual scenes all over the place, Chicago, New York, and obviously the UK. Um, but what I like about Central C's drill music, well, the ones that I've heard, they're not necessarily... Um, the violent type, you know, it's it's he's using the same beats and the same cadence and stuff, but it's not necessarily all of the violent stuff. So, so yeah, yeah. But hats off to him all. Hats off to him all. I, I, unfortunately, I didn't even get to watch it. I was busy watching the Soul Train Awards, which was amazing. The Soul Train. I love watching the Soul Train Awards. It it kind of starts off Christmas for me, you know, watching all the the, the you know, the soulful music and honouring the classics and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, I actually missed the mobiles, but I will watch it um, probably... Some, yeah, I'll be watching it this week, probably tomorrow, in fact. But, yeah, um, so I look forward to that. So, um, Armand Aubrey, um, the young man who was murdered in 2020... Um, uh, the, the three white men who who killed him basically been found guilty now, um, and 
yeah, thank goodness for that. Thank goodness for that, because that, that was um, sickening, just like any, any other death. But, you know, these... Yeah, um, it's just sickening, you know, that people are still out there doing these things in, in the way that they're doing them as well. Um, and, it, you know, it's been described as, as a modern-day lynching, you know, what he went through. So, so yeah, um, I'm not sure how, what kind of sentencing these guys got, but, um, but yeah, they, they need to be away for a very, very long time. Um, yeah. But on a lighter note, um, Barbados has officially become a republic as it parts its way with the UK and the Queen. Um, yeah, they've officially moved the Queen um, as the head of state and, yeah, become the world's newest republic. So they had big celebrations in the capital, Bridgetown. Um, if, you, if you've never been to Barbados, I, I definitely recommend going there, man. It's, it's a beautiful island, very flat, you know, got all of the, all the amenities that make you feel, you know, you could feel the touch of England there. More than the other Caribbean islands, I'd say. But I'm um, still really, really nice, though. Really nice. So I'll definitely check that out. But yeah, as, just as I'm, I'm thinking about it, I remember going to Oystins, the Friday night Oystins, and the, the fish, the flying fish, and the, oh, yeah, yeah, memories, memories. But yeah, um, yeah, so Dame Sandra Mason was sworn in as the president. Um, and even Rihanna got a Rihanna got an award for um, I think was it Hero? She was honoured by them. Um, yeah, they, they, I think they said she was a national hero, something like that. But um, yeah, national hero. Um, but yeah, she she's done really well. Big, she's a big asset to the country, man. Billionaire now. Um, fashion, music, you know the lot. Just an artist and a businesswoman. But she's. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely a hero of the island for sure. But um, but yeah, the, so the the whole award thing coincided with the, um, the country's fifty fifth anniversary of independence, so a very symbolic day. Um, but yeah, uh, so the prime minister um, Maya Motley, uh, she gave a speech, and also Prince Charles gave a speech as well. Um, Prince Charles spoke about the appalling um, atrocities of slavery uh, and, you know, what the island suffered, you know, over, over what, 200, 200 years when, that, when the island was a hub for transatlantic slavery and things like that. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, well said, you know, by Prince Charles, you know, an obvious truth and something that's prob- sometimes kind of blown over. But, yeah, good on him for um, acknowledging that in the way that he did. But yeah, so big things to come for Barbados. Big things to come for Barbados. Big change. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a, like I said, it's a beautiful place to go to, to holiday. Um, very expensive, though, like buying property and things like that over there. You know, if everybody wants to go there. So, so yeah, it's, um, but yeah, big things to look forward to for Barbados. Very, very proud of them taking control of their destiny like that. So, um, sadly, uh, the designer Virgil Abloh, founder of um, Off-White Fashion Label, died of cancer, age 41. I, I didn't even know he was ill. Like, I, didn't know, I didn't know he was ill. I didn't really hear it. That kind of came out of nowhere. Um, but, yeah, he's, he was recognised for, for working with um, Kanye West as a creative director. And to, just to say, I, I actually met him 
many moons ago in South Africa, um, with Kanye West, in fact. Um, but there was no, at the time, he was just, he, at that time, I just, he was just part of uh, Kanye West's entourage, to be fair. Um, but I had no clue how big he would become in his own right, you know, at that time. You know, he was, he was, just, he was just another person in, in Kanye's entourage, like I said. But yeah, he, he later made history by becoming um, the first African-American to lead Louis Vuitton. You know, and that's massive, massive. So yeah, he'll he'll be sorely missed. So my thoughts and prayers go to his family and you know his close ones. Um, but yeah, historic, historic. And I, f- I think all of these, you know, all of these one away pieces and limited pieces, they they must be tripling, etc. In value now. So yeah, but um, but yeah, really sad. Really young as well. Forty one, forty one. That is. It's not a lot of time on earth when you think about it, but he's done a lot. He's done a lot in his time, and he won't be forgotten. So over in Egypt, um, they had the grand opening of the Lux, Luxor's Avenue of the Sphinxes. So that's, that's something they've been working on for many, many years, um, for decades, um, trying to ex- excavate um, the ancient walkway and things. But um, they've finally done it. Um, so it's made... That we had the grand opening now, it's going to be made public and people will be able to use it and walk down there, drive down there. I don't know if you drive down there, but they'll definitely be able to use it. Um, but yeah, 3,000 years old. 3,000 years old avenue. Just put that into context, like how many things would have happened um, during that space of time and how where we are today compared to 3,000 years ago. It's mad. It's crazy. Three thousand, and when you think of three thousand years ago, what the UK was like compared to three thousand years ago in Egypt. You know, Egypt was a, you know, proper civilization three thousand years ago. Um, in the UK, do you know? What? I don't. I don't want to say because my my history is not too good, and I don't want to say the wrong thing. But I'm. Pr- I know the UK was far from anything um, Egypt was doing so yeah but yeah real history never been to Egypt um, but I would like to go to you know see the pyramids and obviously now to to see the avenue of the sphinxes because that'd be an experience in itself but yeah they had, so they had a big ceremony you can catch it online um, yeah historic event so on the coat back to the COVID front um, it's not only come to my home it's, it's like it's gone to the zoos, it's gone to domestic animals. They've had some hippos um, in Belgium, in the Belgium Zoo, that have been tested positive for coronavirus. And I think, we, I spoke about this before, like um, there were some dogs in the UK that had um, also been infected. So yeah, I think globally, um, both captive and domesticated animals have been infected with COVID. So, so yeah, no one's, no... No man or beast is exempt at this stage. And obviously now we've got the Omicron variant, um, which is changing the dial, moving the dial in a different direction again. Um, not a lot's known about it, so obviously when you read up on it, is it, it, there's a lot of questions but not a lot of answers because there's not a lot of data yet. But things seem to be moving 
quite fast with this new variant. Um, they've spoken about it having an advantage over the other variants by bypassing the immune system, which is definitely interesting, definitely interesting, because prior to that, it's been all about boosting your immune system. So if it's something that bypasses it, then what? That is the question. And that's what's got the world in a panic of some... Uh, yeah, a bit of a panic, to be fair. Um, but yeah, but like I said, not a lot's known. So we kind of have to wait and see um, how things go. But they have said that um, the Omicron variant, it, it tends to be better at reinfecting people who have previously been infected. Because um, obviously when you're, when you're infected, you've got some, some protection against catching it again. I think, what was it, up to six months, something like that. Um, but yeah, so this, this um, variant kind of bypasses that too. So you could have people, you know, having it week after week or month after month. Hopefully not. So, yeah, so they're still studying it. Um, there's been talks that it's of a different lineage as well. Um, but I'm probably going to talk about that a bit more in the coming pods because, like I said, things are changing as times are going on. Um, but in the UK, they've had, to date, they've had 246 cases with an increase of 56% in 24 hours. So, obviously, if it, if it continues to multiply like that, 56% is, is a lot within 24 hours. So, um, so, yeah, let's hope they get a hold of it. And let's hope it's not as, as um, yeah, as, as challenging as they think it will be. But we'll see. We'll wait and see. But, um, there's, so there's now been five variants named of concern variants of concern so that's the alpha the beta gamma and delta and now um omnicron um and there's two variants of interest that we haven't heard too much about because because they're just of interest lambada and mu that's mu um and then you've got uh kappa iota and eta which are three former variants of of interest now classified as variants being monitored. And then you've got um, Epsilon, Zeta, and Theta, which are now formally monitored variants as well. So, yeah, a few, few different variants out there. You know, you only hear about the ones that are, are um, of concern, really, in the news, which is more than enough information, to be fair. But in the background, there's still these other variants that we, we don't really hear about because they haven't caused so much problem. I suppose they, they're just lesser, lesser variants. But it just goes to show that, you know, this disease is doing what it does, which is mutate, you know. That's, that's what it's doing, just constantly mutating. Trying to survive in many ways when you think about it, you know. That's what it's doing, just adapting to what, you know, what, what's, what's faced, what it's being faced with, which is humans trying to defeat it and it's just adapting so yeah we'll see interesting times interesting times i mean i i've got so many plans and things i want to do in 2022 but with all of these variables and you know it's hard to plan forward you know in some ways you know so so yeah but we'll see We'll see. Like I always say, we're human beings, man. Human beings are very resilient, so we'll find a way. We'll work things out. Um, 
but yeah, like I said, the uh, the reinfection uh, risk is is what people are more concerned about, and when also they compare it across um, various waves that wait various waves such as the the beta wave wave and the delta variant wave, and with those previous waves, um, the infection rate didn't there wasn't no change really in in the infection rate, but with this Omicron, there's been a spike in the in the reinfection rate, so that's what's causing them concern. And also, it's not clear what it means for the protection given by the vaccine. So, you know, will the vaccine make any difference to it? You know, if it's if it bypasses the immune system and it bypasses the vaccine, then we could, we could be at square one in many ways. Well, not square one fully, but you know, we'll have to get back to the drawing board for sure. So. Um, but good news is that there are some people out there who are immune to COVID. So there's, there's a man, John Hollis, in America, um, who's, who's been said to have super antibodies. Um, and he, he didn't even realise he'd been infected um, with COVID, but um, later discovered that he's one of the rare people who have super antibodies. So he's permanently immune. Um, to, to even the new variants because of the way how he's, his body works, etc. So, and, and really, they said they, they were really lucky to even find him, to be fair, because there's, in America there's a lot of scepticism in the black community due to, like, Tuskegee um, syphilis studies um, where black men were denied treatment. Um, and... Yeah, so because of all of that and, and other things, there's a lot of people in America that don't put themselves for tests or for studies and things like that. And if he hadn't, you know, his case would have been missed, you know, the fact that he has these super antibodies. And also I think to myself, so if he... One, it could have been missed, but if he had had the vaccine before finding out, would they have ever been able to tell that he had super antibodies or would that have been put down to the to the vaccine you know if it went the other way around so yeah but really yeah really interesting really really interesting i think they they have the um they do have antibody testing uh, but at the moment you have to pay for it or i think if you've no in fact they've changed it now if you had a pcr test and you were positive i think you can request antibody test and also if you work in primary care social care or you've been part of some research in regards to covid you can also get antibody tests or like i said you can pay for it as well so but that's that that is i mean that that's what they should make they should make that free really and they should make that for anybody to get an antibody test because if you if we know there's people that are immune to it it makes sense to find out who they are you know, you take a test and you find that you've already had COVID, but you never had any symptoms. This is a, this this will help in the long run, I would think. I would have thought, but yeah. But also, um, Neg- uh, Nigeria has now also been added to the red list, so f- numbers must have spiked over there. And um, people have been asked to prove um, negative tests to enter the UK now as well. So. Yeah, things are, things are changing. I mean, they always said things are going to get more technical once we hit winter. Um, so, yeah, we're here now. We're here now. 
because it's our first winter with the vaccine. So, so yeah. So, unfortunately, um, we've lost one young person um, over the past weeks, um, past couple of weeks. Um, a seven-year-old um, boy has been charged with the murder of 16-year-old Rashmeet Singh in Southall. Um, that was in, he died November the 24th. So thoughts and prayers goes out to that young man. Um, really sad, really pointless, you know. Um, and yeah, it's just not right, you know. And actually, they, it's it's not the only death. Actually, there was um, Ava White also. Um, Ava White, young girl, 12 year old girl, stabbed to death, you know. Um, which is 12 years old, you know. Um, but yeah, she's out with her friends in, in Liverpool City Centre um, on Thursday and she was attacked. And yeah, a 14 year old boy has been named, um, well, not named, but he can't be named for legal reasons because of his age. But he's been arrested and remanded um, and yeah, being caught in February. So yeah. My thoughts and prayers go to that young girl's family as well. Mum, I mean, any any death is devastating, man. But the younger, the younger, the worse. The worse, it, the worse it is. Um, and no death, no death is good. But you know, when you when you see, when you hear about young people passing away, especially at the hands of young people, it's just just crazy and sad. But yeah, my thoughts and prayers go to the families. So this is something I've, I've spoke about on the previous pods, um, the Stockwell 6. It's been in and out of the news um, and stuff over the past couple of years um, uh, because of these, these young men um, who were convicted, five young men, five young black men, um, convicted in 1972, um, involved in, in regards to a robbing of a policeman. Um, but all of these cases, like one after the other, just getting quashed, but many, many years later. So the fourth member of the so-called Stockwell Six, who was wrongly um, accused of robbing a, a corrupt police officer, his case has been quashed. Texo Johnson, 67 now, you know. Um, but look at that. Look how long it's taken for these guys to clear their name. 67 years old. These guys were teenagers then. And they've had to walk with that hanging over their head for most of their life. It's mad. And if you think about how many other people have been in that situation, it's not right. Not right at all. Welcome to Pablo's Podcast. Join me on a weekly basis with social commentary on current affairs which affect us the most. Come and muse with me. What you can expect is uplifting, positive discussions, interviews on our social, physical and cultural well-being. Voicing some of the perspectives we share but maybe don't vocalise enough. I'll be going through my bucket list of interviewees over the coming weeks. We're guaranteed to get an honest, authentic perspective and insight into what's going on now. If you like what you hear, please click the subscribe button. Please share on your social media apps and please leave a review. Look forward to spending some time with you over these coming weeks. Thanks for joining me. Take care.
something else that's not right is the um, the far right terrorism um, is 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 rising. You know, their influence on young people is rising for the first time. Um, for the first time, they've they've had more referrals for ref- linked to far right extremism than Islamic extreme, extremism. So, Prevent, which is the government's um, counter terrorist program, have highlighted this fact um, and kind of warning parents, you know, of their, their ex- you know this this concern, you know, these, these rising numbers, and especially with young people getting involved, you know. Um, so yeah, it's. It's, uh, they, they said a lot of it happened during lockdown where people were just, you know, just young people just sitting at home on the computers and stuff. And I also, I recently saw one of their far-right games, um, online game, because um, that's one of the modes they're, they're increasingly using to kind of draw young people in. So these online multiplayer games. Um, but I saw one the other day and it actually had, it was like a Grand Theft Auto thing, but you know, you got extra points for killing black people on this game. Like, in 2021, this is what people are really doing. Like, it's just... Yeah, so when... <laughs> it just, even just to say that, that you have a game that's online currently and part of the game, for you to start winning the game, you've got to try and kill as many black people as possible in this game. I don't know how how you justify even allowing that to continue once it's been discovered, but it's, it's, it's still continuing, you know? Um, so, yeah, so to, to anybody that, you know, wants to minimise what really is going on in the world, you know, we, we don't want to overplay things and... And uh, you know, over yeah, just overplay things. But this is the reality. This is what's happening now. Should we be talking about it? I think so. I definitely think so, um, because it's happening. You know, it's definitely it's happening. So yeah. So sadly, I think the biggest news over the last couple of weeks, and probably for the next few weeks, um, is the sad death of Arthur Labinjo Hughes, um, the young young six-year-old boy um, murdered by his his father and his father's girlfriend. So, so, so sad. So, so sad. And, you know, like, as I said, with, with death of young people, you know, the younger they are, the sadder it is, but the abuse and the torture that this young boy had to deal with. And that, that for me, you know, the fact that they have recordings of him speaking, you know, they have video of him, you know, looking like he's, you know, the hours before he died, looking really weak and frail, holding a pillow, you know, trying to hold a pillow and and stumbling, you know. I, I just can't, you just can't comprehend, like, how, how or why a child... <sighs> yeah, I just lost for words, man. But... um. You know, listening to the audio recording of of him crying, literally crying and saying, nobody loves me, no one's going to feed me. You know, this, this, is, this is what his, his father, you know, his father's girlfriend did, feeding the boy salt and, and, and doing all kind of 
demonic and depraved cruelty. Like, oh boy, yeah. So the 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 woman, what's her name? Um, Emma Tustin, got 29 years, and the dad, Thomas Hughes, got 21 years for manslaughter. Um, obviously, there's uproar with those sentences. People talking about it's, it's too lenient. Of course, it's too lenient. Of course, it's too lenient. There shouldn't be no option. What is the point of letting these people out? This is not. How do you rehabilitate somebody who was involved in anything like that? What well, what kind of rehabilitation would truly work? That. If 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 it, if it's down to me, it's just no way. You you know, there's certain people. It's, it's there's no there's no value to them being out in the world doing anything. No matter how sorry they are, what is the value of them being out in the world to anybody? Anyway, yeah, very very um, very sad. Um, you know, this little kid, defenseless little kid by himself died of brain injuries, you know, on the 70th of June 2020. Um, and, then, you know, the jury had to hear about 130 injuries all over this kid's body, all over his kid, this kid's body, old and new. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, obviously there'll be inquiries, um, same way there was inquiries for Victoria Columbia. Um, I'm sure there would have been, this kid must have been, Social services must have been involved. There, there's got to be some failings, and you know, some people will definitely have to answer to what's gone on with this. 130 injuries over his body. Yeah, six years old. To that kid, he should have been at school. You know, the school at the bare minimum, the school should have picked up something. I'm sure. But anyway, let me not digress and, and try to dig into that. But um. But yeah, something definitely has to be done and, um, and lessons have to be learned. More than anything, at this point, lessons have to be learned so this sort of stuff don't happen again. Yeah, so um, yeah, moving on. Um, the murder of um, Bieber Henry and Nicole Smallman, the two sisters, murdered in Brent. Um, the two officers, um, PC James Lewis, 33 years old, and PC Denise Jaffa, 47 years old, were found guilty um, of taking pictures and sending WhatsApp messages um, saying, what did the message say? Unfortunately, I'm sat next to two dead birds with stab wounds, um, as well as sending messages saying, I'm, I'm here now and I'll try and take pictures of, of the dead birds. Absolutely repugnant and disgusting and a total abuse of, of your power and your position, you know. So, rightfully so, they've been found guilty. And um, the judges said that they warned them to expect a lengthy custodial sentence. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, yeah, just puts an end to that chapter. Um, but, again, you know, obviously for, for the parents of um, Bieber and Nicole, my, my thoughts and prayers goes out to, to them because... Obviously, this is still going on for them. You know, this is just another insult to injury. And, yeah, the sooner this is done and dusted, um, the better. And, and obviously, the family can move on and, and grieve and remember their 
their children and their, their you know their family members in the as they as they want to remember them rather than with all of this stuff around them. But yeah, um, yeah, them officers. Um, yeah, what can you say? What can you say? I think that that kind of says it all. To be fair. So um, I learned something about uh, Gambia um, and Gambians um, and their voting system. So basically, they they vote with marbles, which sounds crazy and odd. <laughs> but yeah, they vote with marbles. They've they've recently um, had an election uh, on the fourth fourth of December. But how they do it? They don't use paper. They um, the voters go into the hall or wherever it is. They're directed to drums painted in the party colours, whoever they, you know, for the different candidates. And it has like a protruding um, top where you can drop a marble down, like a pipe. And then you drop the marble in. Um, it, it sounds a bell so that everyone can hear, so people can't try and cheat and put more than one marble in there. And um, yeah, at the end of it, they count up the marbles and that's how they do their voting. And they've been doing it um, since their independence in 1965 because of the um, high level of illiteracy um, in Gambia and, you know, wanting to make the the voting fair and stuff like that. So, yeah, but they continue to do it to this day. So, yeah, a little-known fact that I find that I found out. But um, very, very ingenious. Simple but effective. Simple but effective. Not sure the outcome of the um, the elections, though, but, yeah, it sounds like they may have a new president. So I'll probably speak about that next week. So the Windrush compensation scheme, st- still going on, stretching out. You know, people who are supposed to have been compensated, some of them have passed away, some are still waiting, some have been given, uh, you know, not not enough money, some have been given... Some are happy with the amount of money they've got, undisclosed amounts, but either way, it's all still a bit of a shambles. Well, not even a bit. It's a major shambles. It was a shambles from the beginning. Um, so the Kevin Foster, the Minister for um, Future Borders and Immigration, said um, they are now going to increase the case staff working on the compensation scheme from 80 to 114. And they're also looking to work with community groups and expanding um, uh, in-person drop-in sessions. Right, so my thing is this. How about you just employ enough people to get it all done within six months? Because I'm, I'm not sure where, why you had 80. I'm not sure why you're going to 114. But what I am sure of is taking way too long for this all to be sorted out. So, like I said, put a deadline to it. We're getting this done within six months. Work backwards from that point. We've got to get it done in six months. How many staff will we need to complete this in six months? You can make those calculations because you've got the data. You've been trying to do this for a while. And then you hire that amount of people and get it done. Get it done. There's not much more to be said. I'm sure it's going to be in the news um, again for the same thing, for it taking way too long. Just get it done. 
hopefully somebody hears this podcast and, and, and uses that, you know, that way of doing it. Work backwards from six months. How many people does it take? It's not hard. It's not hard. And you obviously do have the money to deal with it too. So, yeah. Anyway, health. On the health side of things, um, look, we've spoken about the Omicron variant. We've spoken about all the other variants there are. And there's some that we don't even know yet. But it's never been more important to, you know, look after ourselves, ensure that we're consuming what we need to be consuming so that our body functions to its optimum. You know, getting in the gym, drinking water, you know, eating the right food, live food, food that lived, you know, whether it's grown. You know, some people are vegans and some people don't eat meat, etc. But, you know, eating live food, whether it's live animals, if you eat meat, or whether it was live, it grew in the garden at some stage. But if you, if you stick to that sort of stuff, you, your body's going work to work to its optimum, definitely. Um, but as I've said before, we, you know, we, we disproportionately are affected by various things, um, such as um, vitamin D deficiency, high blood pressure, prostate cancer, kidney disease, high cholesterol, and diabetes. And there are things we can do. First of all, it's knowing that we're prone to those things. So when you're going for a blood test, your annual blood test, you know, ask your GP to test you for those things. You know, as well as anything else that they feel they need to test you for or anything else that runs in your family. But, you know, we have to be proactive with these things. Um, and also, you know, if, you, if you're somebody that takes supplements, you know, get your vitamin D supplements, your vitamin C, your complete vitamin B complex, magnesium, zinc, sea kelp, sorplemento, cod liver oil, spirulina, quercetin complex. You know, get the vitamins that you need. You know, get it from the food, ideally, but not everything you can get from the food. So sometimes you've got to take your supplements. I take my supplements. Um, whenever, you know, I, sh- I should be taking them more regular, to be fair. I missed that a couple of days in the last few days. But, but yeah, but I've been taking loads of other stuff because, like I said, COVID's in the house. So, yeah. But, um, so, yeah, another on the health front... Um, which wouldn't have been on the health front in the past, I suppose, but, yeah, they, they're changing some things. The government is... Um, they're looking to overhaul the drug policies and focus on getting drug users into healthcare rather than criminalising them. So they're going to be dealing with it, you know, as, a, as more of a health issue with their new strategies. going to be announced this week. So they're pledging uh, $700 million over the next three years, tackling the problem... Um, and that's from drug dealing to, you know, county lines to uh, drug users, etc., and and drug use in prisons as well. So, so yeah, they they're looking to tackle the whole thing in a different way. It's going to be interesting to see what that really looks like in practice. Um, but yeah, the the main I think the big thing is they they're really trying to remove drug users from the criminal justice system, which is not a bad thing. Makes makes real sense really to be fair you know once once people are addicted to drugs it is you know addiction is a powerful thing so you know it's gone it goes beyond choice and it's something that needs medical and you know it's a healthcare issue there's just no no doubt about it at all you know it is a healthcare issue and people need support 
rather than prison sentence, you know, for consuming a substance. It never really makes sense, to be fair. So, um, but there has been a 27% rise in people um, dying while in treatment um, for drug and alcohol addiction during the pandemic. So, you know, numbers have gone through the roof because services had to, you know, distance themselves from 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 patients um, and from service users over that time. You know, a lot of people working from home, pretty much picking up med- medication and take away and then maybe doing psychosocial interventions over the phone and things like that. So obviously that's not an ideal scenario. So and and then being in lockdown and all that that brings as well. Um it's not surprising that the numbers went up. Um but yeah they they went up quite significantly. So between April twenty twenty and March twenty twenty one, uh three thousand seven hundred and twenty six people died while in contact with drug and alcohol services. And that is up um, from 2,929 the year before. So significant amount of people, extra people died. Um, so, yeah, so they're going to change things and we're going to see how that goes. But, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely a good move, definitely a good move. Also, I think it's a good move is that the NHS um, are now looking to deal with people who have mild depression um, by giving them uh, behavioural therapy and group exercise instead of medication, which is another obvious um, benefit, you know. Um, you don't need to always be giving people antidepressant medication when there's, there's other things that they can be doing, you know, such as exercise, you know. That's, that's been known for many years to, to change people's moods and stuff. And, and we are talking about mild depression, not, not severe depression. Um, but yeah, exercise is always going to help, you know, always going to help, you know, behavioural therapy, mindfulness, you know, mindfulness, meditation, things like that. All of these things were always going to help. So I think it's a real good look that they're, they're recommending these things now under the new guidelines. Um, that they, well, the guidelines are under consultation, but um, I'm pretty sure I can't see how they wouldn't um, go forward with that. So, yeah, um, but, you know, anti, antidepressants have, over recently, recent years, has increased. Like, it's estimated one in seven people um, in England um, take antidepressants. That's a lot of people. It's a lot of medication. And, um, and like I said, there's other things they can do, especially if it's only mild. So, yeah. So, um, we've got the winter solstice coming up, the shortest day shortest day with the least daylight on the 21st of December so that's going to be that's well it comes around every year but from that point even though it's the shortest day from that point each day it starts to get a little bit lighter you know we're on our way we're the other side of the spectrum we're on our way into you know summer spring um we've got to get through the harsher part of winter before that but the days start to get brighter you know, so the cycle continues. But we've got a storm coming. We've got Storm Barra coming. Um, there's been weather warnings for wind, rain. Um, yeah, it's definitely hoodie season. Time to get them hoodies out, them thermals. It's, it's about to get sharp out there. So, yeah, hopefully we're all ready for that. 
Um, on the tech side of things, uh, Twitter, Jack Dorsey's resigned for the second time. So he's no longer um, the head honcho at Twitter. He, he did, I mean, the second time he resigned in 2009 and then came back in 2015. So who knows? He may make a comeback in a few years, another six years, if he stays true to form. But yeah, at this moment, it's, um, I forgot the guy's name. I think he's Parag, I believe. I forgot his surname. But yeah, there's a new, a new boss at Twitter. So we'll see how that impacts that platform. So I saw a, I was watching, what was it, Click um, on the BBC, and they had this lifelike robot that, you know, blinked, turned his head, obviously looked like a human called um, Ida, the Ida robot. So this is spelled A-I hyphen D-A robot. But basically, this robot is a creative robot. Um, it's an artist, a poet, and a performer, and it can draw. So it's got loads of um, cameras in its eyes, in her eyes. They talk about it as a her. And um, yeah, it, when it sees things, it can draw. So it's created art, um, it speaks. You know, you can, have a, you can have conversation with it. It's a bit spooky. It is a bit spooky, but yeah, I'd definitely say check, check that out online. It was on Click um, at the weekend. AI, the robot. Um, but it's pronounced Ida, robot. But yeah, it tells poetry. You know? It's crazy. But yeah, what was um, what made it even more odd is the, the, the robot's looking at the woman as the woman's speaking to it, but the robot doesn't smile. They haven't put that smile in. I'm not sure they could have you know, made a robot that smiled intermittently. But where it just stayed kind of poker face, it was even more scary. Even sometimes it looked like the robot was cutting its eye at a human. <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd have to see it. You'd have to see it to see what I mean. But um, yeah, technology, man. Technology, technology. But talking about technology and stuff like that, The Matrix, classic movie. We've got The Matrix 4 coming up. Um, yeah, and that was all about technology as well and, and what, what, what the future may look like, or the present, depending on how you perceive the story. But, um, but yeah, there's a, some controversy around, around the, the origins of, of the story. So there, there's rumours um, that the, the Andy, well, the Wachowskis, Wachowskis, yeah, two, two brothers, um, well, they're spoken about as two sisters now because they've, they've, they've transitioned um, so they're form, formerly known as Larry and Andy, but their current names are Lana and Lily. Um, so they, yeah, so the rumour is that they stole the story from Sophia Stewart. And um, so according to Sophia Stewart, she wrote the, the science fiction story titled um, The Third Eye in 1983 and copyrighted it in 1984. Um, and the, um, the unpublished work included like um, screen treatment, illustrations, um, character analysis, among other things. Um, so yeah, she's, she claims that they stole her story. She, she entered her story into um, some, uh, there was something they were doing, some conference thing they were doing where they was asking people to send in their scientific um, stories or, or um, 
fictional scientific stories or whatnot. And yeah, she did. She said that she didn't receive her stuff back, and they went on to make the Matrix. I think there's even, I think she even claims that she um, wrote the Terminator too, as well. Um, and she took it to court. She took it to court um, in 2005. Um, from what I understand, there was no judgment or damages um, awarded to her, um, as far as I know, as far as I know. But I'll definitely be looking to that a bit more. However, all of that, all of the business side of it, if there's been plagiarism, robbery, obviously that's not good. And, and if that's the case, this woman definitely needs to be compensated because that is a absolute classic story absolute blockbuster and definite game changer and I for one will still be watching The Matrix 4 cannot wait, I, I need to check the dates it's coming out but I cannot wait to see that movie um, yeah and I'll probably, in fact I'm probably going to watch all of them just before watching that yeah because that's just so I keep in line with the story but yeah, absolute classic unfortunately with all, all the rumours behind it though but yeah but um, yeah, so that's that's what I'll be. I'm looking at for. I think I think it might be. Is it coming at Christmas? No, it can't be. If it's not, it's coming 2022, the latest. But yeah, I'll be looking out for that. So yeah, um, so look, Christmas is upon us. Christmas is upon us. So if you're looking for gifts, you know, couple of mugs, couple of hoodies, you know, keep you warm through the storm. You know, we've we've got the. We've got the uh, Pablo's podcast apparel and accessories available. So thank you to everybody that's, that's purchased bits and pieces, help support the podcast. Thank you, really do appreciate that. Um, and yeah, look, we're, we're, we're going through another chamber with this new COVID variant, but we still got to crack on with life. We still got to get on. Hopefully it doesn't spoil this Christmas. Um, I don't think... I don't think we're going to allow it to spoil our Christmas. We're going to do what we need to do. We're going to be safe. We're going to have fun, you know, and we're going to, we're going to see our loved ones and, and do what we need to do. It might be a bit more challenging in the new year, um, but, you know, Christmas is just around the corner. So I think Christmas is safe at this point. So, yeah. So thank you again for choosing Pablo's podcast today, and hopefully you can join me on the next one. Until then, take care and be nice to each other. Thank you for listening to Pablo's podcast. I'm Pablo from Hackney, and you can catch me next week for more healthy discussion.